It's showtime. Hey, welcome to Did You Watch Survivor last night? This is the only Survivor podcast. Excuse me. Hey, welcome to Did You Watch Survivor last night? This is the only fun Survivor podcast. I have to clarify because Jeff Probst has his own podcast now, and it sucks, and it's bad. My name is Jake Shadell. Each week I ask my best friend, Thomas Powell, if you did indeed watch a certain reality show. Hey, Thomas, how's it going today? Damn, you're coming to, coming out shooting. Coming in hot right out of the gate against Jeff Probst. Call me Slick Rick with my gun. With all my Um, I don't know. Slick Rick was not a cowboy. He was a rapper. He was a rapper, yeah. Who's a cowboy who's really famous for shooting guns? Call me, I want to say Casey Anthony. Um, Billy the Kid. Call me Billy the Kid. I'm shooting guns at Jeff Probst. More about that on SurvivorWildWest.tumblr.com. Okay, plugs over. Um, so what do, you, what do you think this week, Thomas? How are you feeling about the television we watched and your week since I last we talked were, to you? So, so we were the, the first couple weeks watching this. We were like, people are complaining about this season a lot. I don't know. I think it seems fine. Yeah. The cast seems okay. Uh, that evaporated very quickly. Yeah, especially after And it's really episode. not the cast's fault. Like, it's not them, oh. necessarily. Whose fault is it? Well, I would say it's, uh... I don't want to blame it all on Jeff Probst, but he certainly didn't help. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I think that this is a production issue, and I think Jeff is pretty heavily involved in that, so I yeah. think he takes some of the blame. It does say executive producer Jeff Probst in the credits, so I'm giving him credit for a lot of what happened. I think the obvious, the answer is obvious already, but I still must ask you, because it's the format of the show, Thomas, did you watch Survivor 44 last night? I did, Jake. And what did you think of this episode title? Uh, let's not be cute about it. Because I have some thoughts. Uh, I like that. I wish that they uh, would follow that. I wish that the <laughs> I wish that the show would follow its own advice. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I saw. Okay, so uh, full disclosure, I saw this preview. Or it was like the secret scene preview for this episode, and it said, "Let's not be cute about it." And I said, oh, it's Matt and Franny. Moranny, we love them. We love their relationship, and they're trying to keep their relationship on the down We low. love the nickname for their relationship. It's, it's easy good. to say. It's good, and everybody loves to say it, Moranny. Uh, it sounds like a breakfast cereal, but worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How would you describe this breakfast cereal? Moranny? Mm, it's like, did you say Branny? Mm. Uh, so I thought the title was going to be in relation to them. Let's not be cute about our relationship, but, you know, I got you. You're my partner in this game and afterwards. I love you. Let's get a Subaru together. That's like what they said every episode. And then it was about some fucking gameplay mechanic that didn't even end up mattering. So uh, I'm giving it an F. F for the title, F for this episode. What do you give it? Yeah. We don't often give out letter uh, grades, but sometimes... I'll give the title a C, hmm. and I'll give the episode a D minus. The episode? Yeah. F disode yeah. minus. So Jam Jam says he is there to make friends. Love this. Uh, put him on that Kroll Show show. Here to make I mean, friends. making friends up to a point is an important part of the social game. Yeah, it's almost as if that's the entire point of the game. That's not the entire point of the game. There are also physical challenges that you need to win in order to get immunity. And you also might have to win a car at a certain point. That's a requirement also. 
But making friends is a big part of the game, and then cutting those I think friends out the, is a good the part sh- of the we've, game. I've complained about this, but the show seems to think that it's uh, 90% making friends and, or sorry, excuse me, 50% making friends, 50% making fire. Those are, <laughs> those are the things that are important in this game, and 0% doing well at challenges. It, it, even if it, that were the ratio, it's like not even that. Now it's like 12% making friends, Eight, 88% making fire. 88, 80%, mm, 70% advantages. 18, mm, how many percent do I have left? 12 for friendship. Uh, let's, okay, let's put it this way. We'll say 50% uh, advantages, 50% fire. Making friends, not important. Doing well at challenges, not important. No, let's, 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 let's actually figure this out. Okay, who are the friends that we know of? The three stooges. Jam Jam, Carolyn, Kryolin, excuse me, and Carson, a.k.a. Christian. That's, what, 33%? Cryarson, because he's doing some crying, too, I think. Everybody's crying these days because of the fucking woke mob. Yeah, that's right. And so that's 33% of the cast at the current moment. I guess it's increasing every time they each survive, uh, so it's even less than that. So let's say 20% making friends... 5% 5% succeeding in challenges. It used to be even lower, remember, the early days of the new era. Um, and then, yeah, like the rest advantages in making fire. Bad, I, I think. I think we did. Uh, and then like 10%, having important conversations Ugh. with the tribal council. You know, just talking it out. Jeff is so woke now. Jeff, go back you can't, to sleep. Yeah. Well, the thing with it was it was like, before you were pointing this out, talking about watching older seasons, it was like those were conversations that the contestants had with each other while living on the island. And now it's like Jeff is going to moderate this discussion. Yeah. Like Jeff is going to it can't be that these are things that people talk to each other about. Like sometimes they do, but it's got to be uh, Jeff is either driving the conversation or uh, someone has a conversation. And then there's like a five minute uh, segment montage with sad music about it. So here's a real life example or a, a real life metaphor. You know how much Jeff loves metaphors. I have a cousin who is getting married later this year and they are having a shower with their spouse, their soon to be spouse a couple months before their wedding. Their sibling who is not the maid slash matron of honor or whatever is very upset that they haven't been involved in the shower planning, even though that's not their job, you know? (laughs) Like, they don't need to be involved. They just need to show up. They're very upset they haven't been consulted and will talk your ear off about how upset they are about this. That's how it feels with Jeff now. Like Jeff needs to insert himself into this. Jeff needs to be involved. It's like, Jeff, you really don't. You just need to be there. To tell them when to vote. I'm sorry you get bored on yeah, TV, Jeff, but... It, Jeff doesn't... Yeah, I don't need Jeff to be a character on the show. Jeff is there to... As an impartial observer. And so this thing where Jeff's like, I love... You are all my children, and yeah. I pick favorites also. And, uh, you know, I, I just... It's... It's so obnoxious. Yeah. I feel like we, this is just going to be every week for us now, because it's not going to change. But it's just... Yeah. I, I want the old Jeff back, man. Bring back the old Jeff. 
you know what I need? You know who I need? I need the old Jeff. Uh, Not this new one. I I hear you. I agree. Uh, I miss the old Jeff straight from the go, Jeff. Chop up the soul, Jeff. Set on his goals, Jeff. I hate the new Jeff. The good mood, Jeff. The never rude, Jeff. Mm, I'm not going to say the next line. Uh, I miss the rude Jeff. Chop up the contestants, Jeff. I gotta say, at the time, I'd like to meet Jeff. And I, that is still actually true, because I am going to invite him to my wedding. Uh, see, I invited Jeff. It wasn't any Jeffs. And now I look around, and there's so many Jeffs. This is lo- I'm losing the thread on this. I used to love Jeff. I used to love Jeff. I even had the blue shirt, because I thought I was Jeff. What if Jeff made a show about Jeff? It would be called Survivor, and it would be bad now. (laughs) Uh, That's why I love you like Jeff loves Jeff. Well, so that was almost something. Like, what if that had been a good bit? Now, listen back to it and laugh as if it was a good bit. Uh, and you know what? When we talk about the bits that we do, I think it's really interesting, you know, with the way that things are today in society. Oh, thank you, Jeff. Uh, be mean to people again. <laughs> he, yeah, I don't want Jeff to... I want Jeff to be like, why are you talking to me? That's the Jeff that I want. Apparently... Okay. So they they confronted this issue on, on fire with Jeff Bros, And he said... Oh, yeah, that was very popular at the time because Mark Burnett wanted to make a really popular show and mean hosts were all the rage. You know, you are the weakest link, goodbye, and then they'd fall to their death. And so they wanted to use that sort of thing in Survivor, too. But as the show went on and Mark Burnett became less involved and Jeff became more involved, now it's just Cornball City. You don't need to see CME on that, Cornball City. CC, like the email. I just want a show that is straightforward, the competition that it wants to be. And I think when the show talks about how the show is important, that is the point where I get very annoyed with it. And Survivor has been doing that more and more every season. That's to just be like, we're so important, actually, what we do. It's like it's a fucking TV show where people lie to each other to win money. Um, yeah, you don't see The Price is Right talking about how great The Price is Right is. Like the contestant will put it on a T-shirt and Drew Carey will go, huh, OK, and move on. That's the, that's as self-referential as... It's a fun little thing. It's a fun, it's a little, fun little game show. Like, I think it's just people love Survivor too much. And we should be the only ones to love Survivor. And the contestants on Survivor love Survivor too much. Yeah. What did you think of when contestant Jam Jam named the new tribe Vava for 44 in Fijian? Pretty good. I thought it would be funny if it was the Jam Jam tribe, like he initially wanted. That would be good. But but yeah, I thought that was solid. It would be really good if they named it the Jam Jam tribe and then voted him out immediately. Yeah. Jam Jam, you are no longer a part of the Jam Jam tribe. So do you want to talk about when my heart sank in this episode? It's pretty early on. Uh, yeah, let's hear it. It was when um, Matt and Franny were chatting in the woods and Matt said he was feeling weirdly confident. Yep, 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 yep. I, I went, oh, no, out loud when I saw that. Don't do that. And then, if, as if that weren't bad enough, 
they cut to a talking head with Matt talking about how he's, you know, coming into his own in this game. And he says he's emerged into the sunlight. You know who else flew into the sunlight when he's feeling awfully confident? Somebody who made some wings out of wax. Matthew. Excuse me, Matt. Icarus. Ever heard of him? <laughs> Maybe you've heard of Maybe him. Maybe you've heard of a man named Icarus. He tried to make wings out of wax. Fell to his death because he got too close to the sun. Which is actually kind of wild when you think about it, because he didn't die from the lack of oxygen in space first. And isn't it cold in space? So what the fuck is this story about, actually? And isn't it cold in space? When we talk about space, isn't it interesting (laughs) that this show is a space, if you think about it? And when you think about it, there's actually a lot of space between us, me and you, the contestants. What if I came and sat next to you? Jeff wants to have a conversation about navigating spaces on Survivor. Brandon explains the fake idol situation from the birdcage, and Matt figures out that Danny has found the real idol. This was good. I was like, man, this is really interesting. I was like, I thought this was, I was like, Matt's making moves, you know, like, because Danny made a really nice move there, and Matt did a really good job of unraveling it, basically, and now has an upper hand on him, and I was like, this could set up for some really interesting things as the season goes along. Jeff's not involved in that vote. You're right. Yeah, why would you just let the game happen naturally when you could instead uh, fuck over your contestants for no reason? Danny targets Lauren because of her extra vote and then calls himself a devious little snake and Dennis the Menace. <laughs> I lo- Yeah, he's running around causing chaos like Dennis the Menace. Da- I love Danny. I'm glad I picked him. <laughs> Danny the Manny. God. Why are... Why are Dennis the Manace. Dennis the Manace. There we go. Thank you. Uh, so then Matt targets Danny, very good, Cass Carson, and the Three Stooges are in charge of the war between Soga and Ratu Tui. What a compelling point A. Uh, what's it called? Plot A. Act A. Yeah. Act one. They did Holy a great shit. job of setting up an interesting episode of television, and then they blew it all up for no reason. So they did an immunity challenge, and it's actually a team challenge, even though they're in the individual portion of the game. They have to balance the ball over their head on a platform. Good challenge. Would have loved to see this play out in the traditional sense. I love it when you do a challenge where half, over half of the people get immunity from it early in the merge, and then you have like four people voting. Oh, it's great. Sorry. It's cool. I think you misspoke. I think you were talking about the pre-merge, right? When, when half the cast, more than half the cast gets immunity, and then a small portion of them go to immunity, go to tribal council, and right? And then they come back and see who gets voted out, right? That's how it works. Yeah, it's yeah. It's good, right? That's what you were talking yeah. about? Yeah, that's what I was, yeah, forgive me. That's what okay. I was talking yeah. about, yeah. Because uh, let me just check my notes here. It says two teams with one representative winning immunity plus the ultimate winner wins immunity for everyone on their team. And then the winners get PB&J and chips. And then also... Everyone was way too excited about that PB&J, man. Like, I get that you're hungry, but... Honestly, I love... What is it with people in peanut butter and jelly? It is like the most mid-sandwich of all time. Hmm. Best sandwich of all time, then. And worst sandwich of all time, if you call in PB&J um, mid, because I'd, I'd say upper tier. PB&J is a classic. Worst, I would say chicken salad. Um, mm, I do not like chicken salad. Uh, best, I would say, worst might be too strong. I just would never get it. Um, t- tuna salad is also up there yeah. for me. It would take a lot for me to get tuna salad. Um, best, oh, man, it's so hard to, to pick a best. There's so many good choices. Um, I would say a Reuben is probably my favorite, mm. but I, I like I like all kinds of sandwiches, you know? 
Um, yes. I will say probably worst is like a ham and Swiss, something basic like that, or like a like a tuna salad with Swiss or something. I just I really don't like Swiss cheese, so that's definite no for me. Best, I don't know, some sort of chicken salad or not chicken salad. Oh, you know what? I chicken will say sandwich. worst. Uh, just regular bologna sandwich. Worst. Mm, just toast bologna toast. No dressing. Yeah, not. Yeah, not like like a fried bologna. You can do something interesting with it, but Ooh, you know what's delicious actually. Um, uh, a person you live with is uh, doesn't eat meat, I, right? So maybe you're familiar with this product, but the Morning Star uh, buffalo chicken patties. Pop one of those in the oven for however long it says. Uh, put it between some pieces of bread, you know, a burger sort of thing. Maybe a toast, maybe a, however you like to prepare your bread, okay? And then sprinkle some blue cheese on it, a little mayo. Mmm, that's a tasty snack right there. So Yeah, okay, I'll have to take your word for that. Try it out. Um, top tier sandwich also. Uh, Carson chooses the orange group. And remember, these are not tribes, these are groups, because we're in the post-merge now, which means these are not tribes, even though that's the whole concept of the show. So um, he picked the gray rock and got to just sit out and pick one of the groups. What was wrong with what you were doing before? (laughs) Yeah, why do you feel the need to do this? Why can't you just have a normal merge? It's like they know that the shit is weak, like structurally, because they keep using the same challenges all the time and the location is the same all the time, that they're just like, we have to throw in something to distract everyone week to week so that they can go like, man, this season of Survivor is crazy. But it's not. There just has to be constant momentum so that nobody can stop and be like, maybe the show's not that good anymore. The thing is about it, though, one, the show's not good anymore. And two, the structure is good. The structure is good. (laughs) The structure has been good since 2000, since Survivor Borneo. You literally never needed to change anything. Seeing people grow bonds between them and then have to vote each other out despite those bonds is extremely compelling and will be every time. Even if you get boring duds, like, we're still going to watch because what if something interesting happens? You know, suddenly somebody's interesting. It's entirely possible. Yeah. So you're saying that they should never have introduced anything different past season one? No, I think they should have continued to use the same cast every season, like the challenge. Yeah, they shouldn't have changed anything. Yeah. They should have kept having a guy that voted uh, in alphabetical order. That was they, good. Should <laughs> they should have done the, the challenge. Richard Hatch would be. Oh, so you want Richard Hatch to be on every season? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I do. I do. Um, I think because you uh, you agree with all of his uh, personal decisions. Every, everything Richard Hatch has ever done has been good, and I support him wholeheartedly. Uh, good guy, and he's never done anything wrong in any capacity. Uh, I just want to put out that blanket statement. Um, Show me something that Richard Hatch has done wrong. I'll wait. <laughs> Show me something. Please stop yelling at me. Please stop. Please stop yelling at me. <laughs> Show me something Richard Hatch has done wrong, and I'll show you something Richard Hatch has done wrong. <laughs> um, yeah. Richard Hatch was horrifying, not horrifying, but he was awful. Like people loved to hate him. You know, he was like the initial love to hate to watch person on reality TV. And it was so successful. And then you got Russell Hans doing the same shit. Then you got Tony Vlacos doing the same shit. Like, that's interesting. Like, you want to find somebody who we kind of hate and we want to see them. Get I don't beat. think Tony, 
I mean, I know that we don't like Tony that much, but I think people like Tony. I don't I think people like, love to hate Tony. Uh, well, I loved to hate Tony, so I'm people, actually. And I just mean, like, a compelling character I need, who's... I was not trying to erase you as people. I'm sorry. Um, I just... Somebody who's playing the game really well, you want to see. And I know they're going to be like, oh, but what about all the people who love Survivor? Who cares? It, uh, at this point, they're it doesn't matter. They're all on the matter. show now. Like, if, if I was a super fan in the way that, like, the people who go on Survivor seem to be super fans, and this was the game I was playing, I wouldn't be satisfied. Like, I, I have two fewer weeks to get to know these people, first off, bad. And then there's so much random shit I have to deal with that I, I can never get a hold on anything. That's also bad. Put me on the traitors. Like, that, <laughs> that's a more interesting show at this point. Anyway, Franny and Brandon win individual immunity, and then Franny wins overall, and the losers go to the old Soka camp. You know, you know how they merged? Yeah, I'm aware. Why did, why did they go back to a beach they just left two days ago, then? This season's not the same old, it's not your dad's survivor, you know? They're mm-hmm. just, they're, they're doing things a little differently now. Yeah. Uh, Survivor's under new management And it's the same management <laughs> uh, They cheers for Annie at the reward And then they all find a note that tells them something I got bored and didn't write it down For Annie would This is the, the, the note that they find is the one that's like We're putting an advantage in here for no reason Oh, that yeah, okay After you eat, you all gotta go find it And there's a bunch of keys and you gotta test all the keys right, And television. I was like, why are you doing Like, why? Yeah, cool, what is fun, the point of this? stuff uh, Franny would almost rather be on the chopping block than see Matt potentially go. And the assumption is that Jam Jam will go, which upsets Krylin. Would you believe she cries over that, too? This woman cries over everything. That's the name of the... That's the nickname. You get it? Okay, so over on the Soka beach, they uh, Matt talks to Brandon and Jamie about keeping him over Jam Jam. Matt... Fucking, I don't care. Right? <laughs> like, none of this matters. It's true. Lauren and Yam Yam target Matt. How big you want me to write Matt down on that parchment? That's something Jam Jam says, and that's very funny. At the reward, there's a new advantage locked in the cage, but a million keys in the jungle. Kane calls himself a sloppy Sasquatch. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, good good Kane episode, although I think Kane's leaning a little too hard into the Dungeons and Dragons thing because he's like, when we had to go get the keys, it was like Dungeons and Dragons, and it felt like he was reading off a cue card. Yeah. Well, you know, that's that shit's never going to change. They're always going to talk like that on this show. Oh, you have an yeah, interest? That's how they, yeah, I feel like production has a hand in that, too. Yeah. Like, talk about your job. Talk about how it's like your job. You'd... You'd think that Dungeons and Dragons is a lot like being a fighter pilot by how often it's compared to the game of Survivor. Or I've heard the two compared before. Um, being a Marine or being a vet tech or being a political strategist or being a cop. I, um, I, I put together a Caps and Roberts cast on Brant Steel, you know? Oh, that's fun. And I said, guess that theme, you know, and put it on the Survivor Reddit. People loved it. People said, I'll, l- let me find it, actually. Reddit.com slash deleted posts. Uh, 
And everyone's like, ooh, is it cops and robbers? No. It's not cops and robbers, idiot. Only one person guessed cops and Roberts. Yeah, that's the fucking joke. And then then guess what happened? And then guess what happened this morning I found out? Did it get removed? It got removed for being a low-effort post. (laughs) Just because you made a good joke? Just because I made a good joke, they deleted my post. Got 78 I'm sorry that you think that Survivor is a joke, Jake. They take things a little more seriously on on Survivor Reddit. So we've got Bob Crowley, Bobby John, Bobby Mason, Jean Robert... Belland. I don't know why I need to give his last name. Everybody knows who he is. <laughs> Whoops, need to bleep that out. Rob Mariano. Rob's Zabsik. I think we've probably watched one of his seasons. Um, and the general, Robert D. Canio. Obviously, those are all people named Robert. And then over on the other tribe, the Cops tribe, it's Ben Dreberg and Brett LaBelle, Ken Stafford, Marilyn Hershey, Philip Shepard, Sarah Lucina, Tony Vlacos, and Val Collins. And somebody, okay, here's some of the responses. This website is so fucking lame. Um, Bob's versus cops, but Ben was never a cop, somebody said. Bob's versus, so they had Bob's versus cops. They were so close. They are right that Ben is not a cop, he is a troop. Troops are actually international cops. Did you know that? Okay. Then somebody else says... So write that down. <laughs> was Philip ever a cop? Uh, yeah, he was a special no, federal a agent. That's a cop. Yeah. That's a big cop. I don't care if there's a question mark. Um, robbers, parentheses, Roberts versus cops. And I said, close enough. Somebody else said, finally been waiting for Mad Dog, second chance. Okay, whatever. Cops versus robbers. No. If this was Survivor UK, they could call it Roberts versus Bobbies. That's very funny. I was the only person to upvote that comment. Yeah, that is pretty good. Another person says Bobs versus Cops. What is this? There's the pun is right there. It's right there. <laughs> cops versus robbers. Like everybody's so close to figuring it out. Uh, and then somebody said Captain Crunch. Whoops, mostly men. What are you? This is someone trying to do their own bit, yeah, and frankly, that's not just really rude. what we're doing here. But thank you. Uh, somebody else says, honestly, I didn't look at the answers. Robs versus cops? No. Somebody else says, it's winners and first slash early boots. That's not a theme. Cops versus robbers? Close enough. Say it isn't so boring. Too bad it wasn't Boston versus Robs. That's funny. And then here's here's finally. Here's, here's the one to, 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 to end it. Heroes versus Robs? <laughs> Heroes versus Robs? Yeah, I think that, well, that's what I thought it was. Is that not what it is? Yeah, Heroes versus Robs. Everybody's favorite hero, Sarah Lucina. Ben Dreebergen, yeah. everyone's hero. Uh, ben Dreebergen's bald now. Found that on the challenge. Shaved his head. Okay. Um, last note I see written about Survivor. This shit is boring. I want to see people getting to know each other. Okay, we definitely already talked about that. Heidi gets the right key. Great. We finally got some Heidi on this, and uh, it wasn't what I was quite hoping for. <laughs> uh, she gets to force someone to vote how she wants. 
I, here's the thing. Jeff loves to say this is a society, right? We are, we're living in a society. Jeffrey Joker. Yeah, approach. Jeff's always talking about how we live in a society. Uh, he's always saying, why so serious at travel council when people start crying? Um, yeah, he's, he's asking, uh, <laughs> have you ever seen the pencil trick? Uh, <laughs> Uh, he normal Jeff stuff. Normal Jeff Joker stuff. JJ is what they call him on the on the set because uh, he's such a Joker. He loves to mimic society, real life society. That's why he tried to introduce fire tokens and it never took off. Thanks to Mike White. Uh, that's why he's trying now to introduce voter blocking and gerrymandering. <laughs> he's like just like in real society. Yeah, voter suppression. We love it. Jeff is Jeff is using Paul Vallis tactics. <laughs> Paul Vallis is actually a Democrat, uh, and you would know that if you oh, saw I'm so, any I'm of so his sorry. ads. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Like somebody called him a Republican early in the campaign, and then all of his all of his uh, advertising. Uh, why was, does I'm it not say a I'm a Democrat next to my name? Then, huh? Yeah. Explain that to me. How come this word is next to my name when that's not even a thing in this race? Yeah, I'm a Democrat, but don't support any of their ideals. I'm what they call a Democrat. Uh, Matt is hoping for anything to bring his back to tribal. Matt and Jam Jam try to figure out how to survive the vote together. Would have been great to see. Back over on the Vava Beach, Heidi tells them about the advantage, and they try to make a plan for tribal council to see, to save Jam Jam and Matt both. And Franny feels very confident Brandon will vote with Matt. A lot too many uses of the word confident. Yeah. I was not I was not feeling confident after all of the the uses of that word. Yeah, at this point I just wrote, I don't care. It doesn't matter anymore. I don't I don't give a shit. I, I Yeah, <laughs> it's all bullshit anyway. Who cares? Stopped, What's the point? I stopped taking notes at this point. Uh let's talk about these wildlife shots. Oh no, you missed the, you missed one of my favorite things oh. in that though, which was what did Heidi say that she was just like, I just don't think uh I just don't know if like I could swing it to save Matt or whatever. And Franny is like, What are you talking about? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, yes you can. That's the whole point of this. You're the only one that can. Yeah. It Fran should have been able to vote. I mean, granted, all of them should have been able to vote. It's the post-merge, but, you know, we're not producing the show. Jeff is, and he got bored. Jake, how do you feel about the fact that, like, you a player can be put in the position where they can't just get their bag before tribal council? Um, seems silly. It seems weird, but also, like, well, you know, should have brought your bag. I, I understand. Why? Why do you, why do you ask? Why can't he just get his bag for tribal council? Why does he not like? Because they're doing it different this time. It's different and it's exciting and dangerous and fun. It didn't feel interesting or fun. It just felt like this seems like they're withholding this for no reason. Like it just seems like a, a stupid, arbitrary thing to do. Yeah, well, it's Jeff's game now. As, as oh, do you want to hear something Jeff said on his podcast this week that genuinely pissed me off? What was that? He said, if you don't like where the show's at right now, maybe this show isn't for you. Like, that, that's some Lori Lightfoot-ass shit. It's so, yeah, it's so funny to be like, we work really, yeah. You work really sorry hard? that you really? hate Survivor. I'm sorry that you hate me and want me to die. <laughs> oh, God, it's so, uh, like, what? It, it's so, it's so different 
from what it was 20 years ago. You know, Ariel and I've been watching old seasons, and it's just, like, at least in pre- in previous recent seasons, you could still kind of see the th- the bones of it. This is completely new. It's just random, 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 random until somebody gets thrown out. And I love random. Would you say that? Would you say that they hate the bone or that they ate the bones? They ate the bones. Remember that commercial? They ate the bones of the game. Yeah, they really did. That's such an ap- apropos uh, comparison. That's perfect. Jeffrey ate the bones, and now the game isn't is. It's just it's too chaotic. There's they ate no. The dang bones. There's nothing to latch on to. It's pointless. It really does seem like they're more interested in being unpredictable than they are having the game make any sense. Yeah. Like they're just like people. We don't want people to have an idea of who is going to win, which hurts you at the end of it, because as we've said with a couple winners recently, it's like it it doesn't it makes it harder to you don't see what the case for them is because you didn't see it shown with the show that you watch. Honestly, it's telling versus showing. The only satisfying winner of this new era, I think, for me at least, was Marianne. And I think that might have just been because I had picked her in the merge, I think. Yeah, because it's like I I thought that there was a good case for her, but most of the case ended up just being a move she made at the very end. And then. Everyone just decided that Mike, because he went back on his word like one time, was like, fuck him. Yeah. He deserves to die. Well, I agree with them there. And Marianne is good and has never done anything wrong. Um, and everybody named Mike on the show has always been good and we love them all. Um, yeah. And it's just boring. Uh, the bones have been eaten by Jeff, uh, so the show's nothing anymore. Means nothing. Who cares? You know? I'll stick it out, I guess, but fuck. This should suck. Like, yeah, things have got it. I was a little, like, for me, I was like, maybe this will be one of those games where the pre-merge is kind of forgettable, but the post-merge, you know, people come into their own or whatever, and we are not off to a good start. Like, I hope we're just in a bad rut. And the season becomes a little more comprehensible the further into the merge we get. But these past two episodes, this one especially, has just been awful. Like, I I get why people are so confused by all the advantages. It's been easy to follow up until now. I've never stopped taking notes in the middle of an episode, Jeff. They just keep throwing shit in for no reason. Well, let's see what sticks. You know what sticks? Voting people out. You don't need to do all this. You are yeah, working well, may, too like, hard. Yeah, you're making it makes it like less comprehensible how people are playing the game because so many variables are completely outside of their control that it's like, well, how do you even know if somebody's playing that yeah. well? Like this one, somebody found like there was no skill involved in finding a key out of a bunch of key. Like there was no there was no way to tell which key was the right key. Yeah. It was basically completely random. Because they weren't even hidden, most of them, I don't think. They were just hanging from trees. Yeah, it was. there were a bunch of keys, and if you lucked into picking the right one, then you got that advantage. Woohoo! Fun, fun stuff. It's like cool. a child's birthday Glad we dedicated party. a whole segment to that. Yeah. Well, at least we got some wildlife shots. Oh, you know what? I've been thinking this while watching it. You know what they're turning this game into? Mm. They're turning it into Mario Party. Mm, mm Mm-hmm. 
Because, you know, Mario Party is a game that is ostensibly a game of skill, but really what the game is, is uh, if you're doing well, you will just get randomly struck down at any point. Like, it is a game that is entirely a game of luck. Okay. Um, Then do, like, have a new cast every day, like The Price is Right or Family Feud. Like, if it's just going to be random... Like, even the Family Feud has structure, more structure that hasn't changed in 40 years than this. It'd be really funny if Jeff got replaced by Steve Harvey. It should happen. Either Steve Harvey or Alan Cumming or... Steve, Steve Harvey hosting Tribal Council and just giving, like, pained looks all the time. Very good. And saying what? Uh, Steve Harvey's great, and I would love to see him on Survivor. Anyway, we got a snake. Um, the traitors, we saw a peacock. Then we also got the Fiji Crested Iguana. We've talked about these guys a million times because it's the only animal on Fiji anymore. Uh, this was initially found by some herpetologists named Dr. John Gibbons. You know what's funny about Dr. John Gibbons, Thomas? Uh, what's that? Gibbons is a type of monkey. It's true. Is that also named after him? I don't know. I didn't look that up. It wasn't on one of the wildlife shots. Uh, he found this lizard... Um, but the range of its habitat was found to be larger than Dr. Gibbons initially thought because of the movie Blue Lagoon shot on a different island in Fiji, and the camera operators saw the same iguana and put it in the movie. Isn't that funny? Yes. Okay. Well, they live in dry forests on Fiji. Uh, Fiji turned one of the islands into a reserve for them where they can be free of fire and goats, which were two of their greatest predators. And, of course, they are green with white bands. Okay. So how do you think these guys rank on the IUCN red list? Uh, I'm going to say least concern. No, sir. Try, try going the other way. Uh, critically endangered. There are fewer than 4,000 individuals left. They are critically endangered. So it's wishful thinking. Good luck to these iguanas. I hope that they, I, I hope they get up to least concern. Yeah. Least consume. Yeah. Uh, at Tribal Council, Jamie says, this is a great measurement of how good your social game is. Is it? No, it's not. This is not a good, good measurement of how good your social game is. What are you talking about? Uh, Matt asks. It'd be like if they tied both your arms behind your back and were like, hit this baseball. How good are you hitting baseballs if with no arms? Yeah. This is a test of how good your arm but strength is. You still is. have your knees. You still have your feet. Um, do it with your teeth yeah. And then you, you're, you're, you're hitting the mouth With a fucking baseball And you're like where did my teeth go And your teeth are oh, Maybe you should have swung at yeah. it Maybe you should have thought that this was going to happen yeah. uh, Matt wants somebody to bring his bag But nobody does So he offers Jeff a papaya As a peace offering And says maybe you should just cancel this tribal council Honestly Jeff should have said yes yeah, I agree. Uh, Jam Jam feels hopeless. Lauren lists off all the advantages that are potentially in play. Did you zone out at this point? Because I sure did. Even more than I normally yes. would have. Matt points out how close he is with everyone. Heidi plays her control of vote advantage on Lauren against Jam Jam. And Lauren has to clarify if she controls only one of her two votes. If you need the players to ask clarifying questions during the show. I think you've Probably gone too, too far. 
Like you, like you said last week, they've gone up their own ass at this point. They ate their bones. It's gone. It, the game is over. This is this was this broke it for me. This episode, I think. You'd think that Triple H would be the one where game was over, but instead, pretty funny is this one. Uh, so Triple H is still in charge of creative over at WWE. So that's pretty exciting. Uh, Matt was voted out. Three to two. Very sad. Jamie voted for Matt. This was Franny's reward for winning. Yeah, great job. <laughs> for having a fun survivor moment where she won. Um, so everybody's hot take now. I guess it's a cold take now, but everybody's take is Franny's going to win because Matt's mayor of Ponderosa. Matt's the Lori Lightfoot of Ponderosa. And he's. Yeah, I could definitely see that. It would be fun to see Franny go on a revenge tour. It would be great. Uh, we saw it with Natalie. I think you could salvage the season with that. Um, I would be really, I, I think so. I would be really happy to come back uh, and see that. My mom's take, though, I was talking to her about it this morning. This is what she thinks is going to happen. Franny is going to lose on purpose to spend more time with Matt because they're oh, so in love. Oh, that would be funny. <laughs> and they want a free vacation together. I mean, you would get that. Yeah. I was like, that, that's not a bad take. I think she's probably still going to go for the million dollars, but uh, you do know that if you do get voted out, you just get to hang out with your with your sweetie, so that's always yeah, good. Yeah, or you continue to play the game for another 10 days and get to see them afterwards anyway with a million dollars. Yeah. Yep, and then, yeah, then you have a million dollars. You can go on uh, another paid vacation. Yeah, paid by CBS. Um, so, Jamie and Matt... Nope, Jamie and Jam Jam are now the only people who have voted correctly at all of the final, uh, sorry, at all of the post-merge tribal councils. So they're two of two at 100%. Carson, Danny, Franny, and Heidi are all still at 100%, but didn't get to vote this time because they want a challenge, so why would they get to vote in the post-merge? You know, simple questions like this are what keeps the game going. Brandon and Lauren are at 50%. Carolyn and Kane are at 0% correctly voting. They didn't get a vote this week either. So Carson is playing the uh, the Mike White game. I, I've uh, This is the episode mm-hmm. that kind of solidified that where I was like, man, just everybody thinks that he's like their closest ally. Hmm. I think at some point, hopefully someone is smart enough to recognize that. But if not, I think he's got a really good chance to win because here's what he's done a very good job of of uh, keeping everyone at ease. What's interesting about that is you're seeing Carson's social game and people always say, oh, it's so hard to put a social game on screen. Clearly, it's not <laughs> when it's. A show about people talking to each other, which, you know, when it's at its best, it is. Um, That's what it is. It's true. So maybe Carson wins and we see a social game. But more likely, I don't know, fucking Lauren wins. And we don't see a thing she does until the last episode and then we're like whoa she was yeah, there the whole it'll time it'll be like that's how subtle her game was that we didn't even show yeah. it on the tv show and that's really cool when it's intentional the way we did it okay so luckily danis the manis survived you picked at the merge jamie survived who i picked at the merge 
Oh, you had 22 points last week. I had 24. So close game. Uh, Matt did not win the reward. In fact, he lost everything. But not his love for Franny. They're still together. Did you know that? Yeah, I heard that. Carson is uh, the winner of the reward. So you got a point for that. Okay. Sorry, I got to close my window a sec. It's getting windy out here. Where do you fucking think you live? The Windy City? Mr. Wind has made his way to Grand Rapids. Um, you know, we call the Windy City here with the Windy City. When we were in Cincinnati, we were like, hey, here's a new nickname for the for the Sin City. The Hilly City. Oh. Get it? Because there's so many hills. They got a lot of hills there. there, so we can call it the Hilly City. Uh, the immunity winner, you said it would be Kane. I said it would be Brandon. And hey, would you believe it? Both of them did, even though it's the post-merge. Yet A squared equals B squared equals C squared, or whatever the fuck. Never changed that formula. Still works. Two plus two equals four. Never changed that formula. Still works. Jeff. This is a lot. This is a lot of math that no one is paying for. That's a good point. Uh, you said Heidi would be voted out. Uh, she probably should have been, but she was actually immune. Jam Jam, I said would be voted out. It didn't happen. Almost happened, but didn't happen. Uh, so you, no points on that either. No Panera. No Charmin yet. So, no points for that either. So, you now have 24 points, and I have 27 points. Pulling away. Better catch up. Who is winning this next reward? Where did you get the extra point that I didn't get? Jamie won uh, being in the game. Carson won the reward, and Brandon won immunity. You said Matt would win the reward, and it didn't happen. Okay. Okay. And what was the reward? Oh, PB&J sandwiches, of course. I told you about a delicious vegetarian sandwich, and he said, miss me with that. Can you believe Thomas said yeah. that? I did say, I said miss me with that. <laughs> so who's winning reward? Um, I'm going to say Brandon. He keeps winning fair, it. Fair. I'm going to say Carson. He keeps being friends with people. Uh, what will the reward be, though? Um, I'm going to say, what would it be? It's, they've done food two straight weeks. Um, yeah. I said cookies last week. You I did think. say cookies last uh, week. Man. I'm going to say coffee. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to say cookies. Maybe if they can dip that in their coffee. Uh, who will win immunity? Uh, we'll say... I'll stick with Kane. It's gotta be Kane. It's gotta be Kane. And who... Oh, um, I will say... Who's left? Let's see. Who's left? I'll say Danny wins immunity. Danis the Manus. Who's getting voted okay. out? I feel like it's really um, obvious, assuming there's a proper vote. But Jeff likes to do improper votes, though, so who knows? Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of ways that this could go, a lot of what-haves yeah, used. drop a bucket. What's the phrase? Drop a... Drop a more... Drop a bucket. Drop a, just drop a bucket, see where it lands. Drop a bucket. See what's name is erased. Uh, I'm going to say Heidi gets voted yeah, out. I was going to also say Heidi. She really fucked up this week. Um, for no, through no fault of her own. Like, what was she supposed to do? 
I mean, she could have saved Matt, but... How would she have saved Because her, her reasoning for not doing it was, well, I'm actually really close to Franny, so, and he's closer to Franny than me, so if I vote him out, I'll be the closest to Franny. Like, there's a problem with that. <laughs> there's a problem with your strategy there. What, would she be mad or something? No, come on. Franny, more like Maddie. Oh, that was somebody else in the season. Never mind. Take it back. Franny lives on. I guess just Franny lives. Franny lives on. We love Franny. Franny lives on. Uh, we're waiting on Panera. I'm waiting on Charmin. Haven't taken a shit since the season started because Charmin has yet to show up. Yeah, where are they? These people need to poop. <laughs> Speaking of uh, ending things, like, uh, you know, the, the food cycle, food to poop cycle. Or the uh, Charlie Kaufman or... movie, I'm thinking about ending things. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, the end of The Traitors has yeah, happened. Yeah. Thomas, yeah, did you want to yeah. talk The Traitors? Let's go to Trader Joe. All that bad shit you eating is going to take a toll. They got some healthy food for you and it's for the low. Uh, yes, let's talk Traitors. It's called the grand finale. Great title. Great job. Wonderful palate cleanser after a horrible episode of Survivor. Yes, this was nice. There's no more murders. They did all the murders. The final mission, they have to go explore a lake via speedboat, unlock a padlock, jump out of a helicopter to get the code for the padlock. Great challenge. This felt like a challenge challenge. Yeah, yeah it really did. Uh, Alan is wearing a bright pink and black plaid suit over a gray turtleneck. Um, good. That's all I have to say about it. Yeah, good look. Kate loves the lounge life, she says. And when, and when Alan asks if any of them have jumped out of a helicopter, Kate says, I've jumped on a yacht. And Alan goes, that's not really the same thing at all. So fucking funny. What? Come on. Uh, but the biggest chunk of change is on a map that is locked in a box that Alan is holding. Pretty, uh, pretty uh, intense stuff. This episode, this challenge. Yeah, the stakes were high. They won the challenge, so they got all of the money. At the final round table, Kate is finally banished. Was that a good Irish accent? Is he Irish or Scottish? He's Scottish. Okay, with my good Irish it's accent. It's in Scotland. He says, I think it was, uh, maybe it was in the, the beginning of the reunion, he said, like, in my native Scotland. Okay, well, I didn't watch like, the yes, reunion. Yes, he's Scottish. Excuse me. Oh, you didn't miss, you didn't miss yeah, much. What a surprise. It was a reality TV show reunion. Um, at the Fire of Truth, they can unanimously decide to end the game or banish one more person. Was that a good Irish accent? No. And I'll, yeah. Regardless of whether or not he's Irish, that was not a good Irish accent. Alan. You know what you sounded like? You sounded like uh, there's this, uh, the thing that they do right before the reunion, it's uh, Alan Cumming, and then they reveal that he's with somebody else, and that somebody else is uh, Andy Cohen, because Andy Cohen hosted the reunion. And Andy Cohen tries to do a traitor's voice, and it sounded pretty much like oh, that. Oh, that's fun. I'm going to watch now. Uh, Alan throws pods of whatever that Bird Green or Red if they want to end the game or not. Great stuff. Great stuff. They should they should do this on the on the Survivor show too. I don't know how it would work, but I loved it. <laughs> yeah, this was. I mean, the, the theming on this was like one of the best parts about yeah. the show. It was consistently very entertaining. Yet again, Ceri's decision comes after a commercial break. All three of the other people decide to end the game, but what's Ceri gonna do? Commercial break. 
I knew she wasn't going to because I saw how much time was left on the clock. Do you think that maybe the people on the show could have caught on to the fact that Sari was a traitor by the fact that she went last every single time there was a decision? You would think, but that also feels like metagaming, and that's not allowed, actually. Yeah, and also, uh, the you can tell that the traitors did a good job of keeping people in the game because they kept in people that literally could not have made a, a proper decision mm-hmm. if they were told to make the proper decision. <laughs> Anytime anybody would have brought up Sari's name, Andy and Quentin would both immediately shut it down, even if it would no, have happened. No, it can't be. Why can't, Why it, can't be? it be? She's a contestant, too. No, <laughs> that's my family. So Ari removes himself from the game before they can vote him out uh, because he is, in fact, a traitor. Yeah, this I felt a little bad for yeah. him, but like you said, he's he's doing he's doing fine. So the the money is not going to make or break him. Uh, that, I did think Suri laid it on a little thick with him not deserving it. He did he got you know put in as a traitor mid game and was really the only stable ally you had because Christian was a total wild card. So Carson. I don't know I don't know why you need to say that. Uh, so then they all vote to end the game, and this was so nice. <laughs> I was so happy for them. I was like, oh, wow, I can't believe Sari turned her back on the traitors to, to be faithful to these faithfuls. Oh, wait, that's not how this game works. Yeah, that's what that's what's so funny about this, too, is it's it's like, I don't want to play with liars. I want to play with people that I lied to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's perfect. This game is fantastic. Uh, Andy and Quentin both admit that they're faithfuls. And then it comes to Sari. And would you believe it? It's another commercial. <laughs> Yeah, that was also loved Andy and and the the speeches that they gave really uh, sort of crystallized that both of them were playing on a different show than the show that they were supposed to be yeah. on. Because Andy was just like, I love y'all. Y'all, you're my family. And it's like, this is a show where people lie to each other. <laughs> it's called The Traitors, not the We Made Friends. This is why you, the reason you're going to lose is because you're playing the game this way. Uh, Andy thought they were coming on a show not called Family Feud, but Family Friends. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Family Friends. <laughs> Uh, Sari admits it and then reiterates how much she does love both of them. Um, fucking fantastic. Great show. They did such a good job with this. And also, I, like, the I love you stuff. Like, all you gotta say is, like, look, I was a traitor. Like, I like you guys, but I didn't get to choose what role I play in this game, and I played well enough to win. And I think the idea that it's like, I can't believe that you would betray me, it's like, that's... It's not like you play the game and you're like, I'm going to decide to be a traitor. Sucks to your ass, Mar. Sorry you lost. Um, I'd love to see all three of these people come on Survivor. On the same season. Ooh, this would be fun. Get three people who were on the season of the traitors together. Put them all on one tribe. Three tribes of six. Because that's how we do it now. Then get three people who have never been on a show. It could be Fans vs. Favorites 3. Jeff, are you listening? You heard about my fucking Reddit idea that got shut down because they hate me so much, and you hate Reddit, so maybe we can join forces. Reddit hates both of us, and I'm a spy on Reddit's side, actually. This is how I get in, Thomas. Of course. 
Speaking of Jake, by the way, the uh, just a, a couple quick things from the uh, the reunion. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, a bunch of people are having kids. Kate's pregnant. Um, the guy, you remember the guy with the southern accent who hadn't been on any reality Michael. show? Who was, uh, yeah, Michael uh, lost fifty pounds. Michael got really mad at. Um, Oh, what's his name? The trader that got the first trader that got eliminated Cody. Uh, at Cody uh, because Cody was throwing his name out and Cody was like, yeah, <laughs> I, I was a trader. Yeah, that's the game, bud. <laughs> what, what, what do you want from me? It's not like I was just like I decided that I hated you or whatever. Your name was coming up and it wasn't my name. So. Right, right. <laughs> It's just good and he gameplay. was just so offended, so offended that he would do that. And the other instance of that that I thought was really funny was Stephanie being like, well, you know, Sari and I were, you know, we're survivor people. We were, were friends. We were friends before the game. And I guess I wish that I, she would have just protected me more. And it's like protected you to do what? Yeah. If you went to the end with her, you weren't going to win anything. <laughs> yeah. Again, you should have just been better at the game. Sorry, bud. People. How do you? not know what the rules of the game are it's the it's the first season i don't think they've seen any other version of the game which brings me to my next question we're done with the traders usa now you did you see on the peacock on the cock excuse me they also have the challenge uk and the challenge australia do you you mean not uh, traders huh you said challenge i don't think i did the yeah, mm. you did. <laughs> Check the tapes. Do you want... <laughs> well, yeah, if only there's some way for us to verify this. <laughs> the Tretos, excuse me. You know what? You're probably right, because I don't remember doing my perfect Irish accent. They have the Tretos UK and the Tretos Australia. Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> so do you want to watch either of those starting next week? <laughs> that sounded like you were having a stroke. That did not sound like you were, uh, like you were Australian. I was Irish um, and then I... Australian. That's the bit. Yeah, I how much of this season of the challenge is left? Because like I like continuing to watch these. Um, man, we are c- creeping up on like two hour recording sessions for this stuff, though. I'll tell and you this uh, on the challenge. Jordan and Kaz beat Bananas and Justine. OK, there was no music. There was one song, but I, I didn't recognize it. And neither did Google. Do you want to do a quote quiz? Yeah, let's do a quote quiz. Well, and just like that, the challenge chunk has been retired. Do you feel good about that? Yes. <laughs> Thomas has been trying to kill this segment for. I haven't cared about the challenge for like four years. <laughs> the, since double agents. The challenge chunk is now a the Amber Ruffin show on the cock. <laughs> it's such an awful yes. name. Especially of course. Only it's only coming back on special circumstances. Oh, you you claim that you love Detroiters, but you make fun of the Amber Ruffin show. No, Interesting. I make fun of. I Amber, mean, Amber Ruffin, who was a character on the show just because she played a cop on the show yeah. and was a writer on the show. You hate her. Um, a cab, all cocks are beautiful. All right. Well, let's isolate yep. that. You got that forever now. <laughs> Did anybody send you a quote with this? So nasty. That is probably somewhat of a travesty having me. Then he told the people you can call me your majesty. Uh, not to my knowledge, Well, no. then, I will send you one right now. It is called, Which Competitive Reality Show Should You Be On? Uh, what, off the top of your head, do you think would be the best one for you, one Thomas Powell? 
Probably, uh, probably Jeopardy. Ooh, good call. Why don't they do Jeopardy where everybody lives in the same house and then they have to come and do <laughs> trivia every night? <laughs> but it's only ever three people. And then you vote somebody off if they don't win the yeah. trivia. <laughs> Check your DMs, my friend. You've just been sent a Quopes quiz, and I'll do it as well. We're going to go to buzzfeed.com slash bucko123 slash which competitive reality show should you be on. This is by Buko123, community contributor, 1,599 points. 1,590 points, excuse me. And this was approved and edited by the BuzzFeed community team, so if there is an issue with any spelling, take it up with them. Thomas, what's your biggest strength? Can you read the answers? Uh, yeah, let's... I'm going to say uh, my dang intelligence. Um, very adaptable. My hunting skills or my social skills. Probably my social skills. Everybody's my friend. I came here to make friends in Chicago. What's your greatest weakness? Um, my greatest weakness is that I, uh, I care too much. I'm a perfectionist. <laughs> uh, I work too hard. I guess of these ones, I would say I'm not athletic because I don't think I'm like athletic challenges in game show athletic. I think if you need me to like, I don't know. You wouldn't say you have no weaknesses. I would not say that I have no weaknesses. I definitely you wouldn't have say you're impulsive. No, not really. You wouldn't say you trust no one. I can be trusting. I don't think that's an issue for me. Maybe I'm too trusting sometimes, you know? Well, so true. Uh, do you kind of hate people? No. Well, Thomas, did you know it is actually Pisces season and that I fall in love too fast? Uh, That's sure. I'm picking. Uh, if you could be... I'll take oh, your word you. for it. If you could be anywhere right now, where would you be? Back room of the bookstore, at a house party, camping in Alaska on a desert island. Uh, deserted island is actually the phrase, I think. Uh, anywhere in Asia with good food, shopping in Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills. That's Jake, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I was confused be. at what one you were looking at because when I saw pictures on this one, I thought it was one of those advertisements yeah. that's like, you won't believe this. Yeah. That's in the middle. I initially thought the same thing. Uh, poor choice of pictures, BuzzFeed community team. Uh, I would say camping in Alaska, though. That sounds really fun. I hope they send me to uh, survival uh, Alaska. That sounds terrible to me. That sounds horrible. Uh, I would say probably anywhere in Asia with good mm. food. Uh, what is your biggest fear? Being alone, being in a crowd, losing, not knowing the answer to something. I have no fears. One fear, being Let bored. me tell you, not knowing the answer to something. <laughs> um, biggest fear. Ooh, boy. Man, so many of these. Biggest one, though. That's the question. Being in a crowd, I do hate. I'm not afraid of it. I just hate it. Well, with COVID and everything, that is kind of scary. Being in a crowd is the answer. Good answer, good answer. Somebody said condoms on a Family Friends episode we were watching this morning, and no one said good answer. So she clapped for herself. And went, good answer, good answer. And Steve goes, yeah, I know it's a good answer. Then did Steve, did Steve go, what? Yeah, she did. She's like, condoms. And he said, what? This is a family show. See, it's this family on the back of my card. It was really funny. And he and this contestant were vibing really hard, even through Fast Money. It was kind of weird to watch, but also kind of fun. You know, you love to see your TV hosts having fun on the TV. Yeah, like our other favorite show, Survivor. How do you want to be seen? Level-headed 
cunning, brilliant, attractive, adventurous, brave. Like Pixar. Uh, level-headed. Uh, you don't want to be Alan Cunning? I don't want to be Alan Cunning. Mm, I want to be seen as adventurous. Remember how I broke my leg? Uh, because I slipped on some ice. Adventure. <laughs> From your natural sense of adventure. Yeah. <laughs> Pick a mode of travel. Canoe, airplane, my own two feet, car, helicopter, private jet. Thomas, have you ever jumped out of a helicopter? I've, I've not. I've, uh, I've, what did you, what, I'm sorry, what did Kate say I've again? jumped out. I've jumped on a yacht. I've jumped on I a yacht, her. yeah. Well, I've jumped on a yacht. Oh, she didn't even say I've jumped off of a yacht. She jumped on a yacht. I just imagine her, like, hopping up and down, opening champagne or something. Uh, I'm going to say my own two feet, you know. My, Call me Taylor Swift, because I'm a private jet, baby. Let's it. go. What sounds the most fun to you? Racing on the beach, going on a first date. No, thank you. Yeah, well, are you fucking kidding oh me? Ariel and I went on a date last night uh, at this really great bar that's, like, a block from our house. So next time you're in town, we got to go. Uh... But we pretended that we were on a first date and asked all the first date questions. I couldn't. I couldn't do it for more than thirty seconds. I was like, "This is too yeah, awkward." Yeah, it's like this is bad. Why this. would we want to, the the first date is a thing you got to get yeah. past. Like, I'm so glad this was two and a half years ago. Yeah, the best case scenario for a first date is that it does not feel like a first right, date. Right. Exactly. Uh, what sounds the most fun to you? Attending a beer fest, jumping off a cliff, hunting, reading, reading. I don't even know how. Ugh. This is a weird yeah. collection of things. I would say attending a beer fest. I know. Um, I I want to say that, but then I'm also like, they told me, I just told them I don't like crowds. So a beer fest, I feel like, is really crowded. So that kind of contradicts my earlier answer. I'm going to say jumping off a cliff. Sounds silly and stupid, but, you know, that's me. I'm an adventurous boy. Pick a book. <laughs> I'd rather read a magazine, encyclopedia. I love this immediately. No, I'm not going to pick a big book. Encyclopedia. encyclopedia. Yeah. I love, yeah, uh, I actually read the encyclopedia. My favorite book is the Encyclopedia Britannica. I'm very smart. <laughs> Old travel text, wildlife guidebook, leadership book. I don't read. Oh, my God. These are horrible choices. They don't even have a novel available. <laughs> <laughs> they, you know what? Just out of spite, I'm saying I don't read. Uh... <laughs> And finally, my favorite thing in life is winning, knowing, being alone, seeing in the world, falling in love, pushing my limits. Um, hmm. Seeing the world, I guess. Call me Nicolas Cage, because I'm all about that knowing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can you please tell me which one you got? Uh, Jeopardy. So. You got Jeffrey. Probst? <laughs> No, Jeff Jeopardy. Oh. Jeopardy Pro. Jeopardy, yeah. <laughs> what does it say for you? Uh dang, you're a smart cookie. Hop on down to the local pub trivia night nearest to you to get some practice before you set foot in on the biggest stage for geniuses in America. No, we sh- you can do it. We have faith in you. I, I we should have done the um the biography of the show before or whatever, the little, the little blurb before announcing what the show is. Here's mine. You're tough, social, good with puzzles, and even better at repelling down large buildings. Not to mention the other people in the house make some nice eye candy. Keep focused on the game and don't cause any drama. You might just be able to run TJ's final. Yep. 
Yeah. Yep. That's right. Thank you very much. Can't wait. Um... If you answer these seemingly random questions honestly, then we can decide what kind of TikTok you should make next. That sounds like a the next week's Quopes quiz, if I've ever heard it. Yeah, absolutely. If you know a good Quopes quiz you can find on BuzzFeed, you can send it to Thomas on Twitter. Thomas, what would that Twitter be? You can send it to me at TomNotTom. Uh, is your love of Twitter broken yet, the way Survivor is? Uh, no. Okay, good. It's not as good as it used to be, but it has not quite gotten away from me yeah. just yet. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at DYWSLN. Got a lot of engagement for my um, take comparing the Amazon to Survivor 44. One Adam Klein retweeted and liked the tweet, so he won Survivor. Hey, all right. I would say even his era of Survivor was better than this era of Survivor. Yes, I mean, that was the one that we got in on, and I thought it was good. It was, like, Second I, Chances was yeah. my first season watching the show, and I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, great shit. Back in the early 30s. Early 30s? What are we talking about? Art age? We're also on Instagram now, the only Survivor podcast. Oh, and did you see this? I made a YouTube channel with clips from the show. I, d- I did not and see that. Some clips from... Very exciting. Episode. Big things coming. Big things coming. We're going to be one of the new hit Survivor podcasts on YouTube. Uh, they get thousands of views, and I think we have zero so far. So check that out on yeah. YouTube.com slash wherever you get videos. That's such a weird URL for a website, but like I guess that's what they wanted to buy in 2005 or whenever YouTube started. Lose the wherever you find your websites. YouTube is cleaner. That's what Justin Timberlake this, said. This YouTube, this YouTube thing, you know, it's not just Numa Numa guy anymore. Yeah. There's there's all kinds of stuff on there. I don't know if you've now seen it. Now there's clips from the Only Fun Survivor podcast. Uh, we have a few shows on Patreon, which you can, of course, find on patreon.com slash justpodcasts. Do you want to shout any of those tiers out, Thomas? One, two, three of them? What's in yeah, season? Yeah, let's... Uh, Do we have a baseball show? No, we don't. But, uh, you know, it's always in season. Mm. Joey Tribbiani. Oh, Shout out just, just Joey. Joey. We don't need the rest of them. We just want to talk Joey. Uh, should we thank the listeners here for the uh, listening here to the podcast? I, w- I would love to thank the listeners. Thank you so much for listening. And what great listeners they are. Uh, what, do, what would they write on the Apple reviews if they wanted to write something on Apple reviews? And how many stars? Uh, th- I'll try not to do it like a gambling disclaimer <laughs> this time. Uh this is my favorite podcast. I like it better than all of the other podcasts. I give it a big thumbs up. Spotify does not allow me to leave reviews, but if I could, I would say I look forward to seeing this in my Spotify rap. It's literally that easy. And no, nobody's done it for a year. What are you doing, sitting on your butts? Forgetting to add reviews to podcasts to listen to? Fair, same. I don't do it until I'm guilted into it seven years into listening to a podcast. Yeah, and we're trying to guilt you into it now, so... We've been trying to guilt you into it for eight years. Time to leave that review. So, TikTok, carrying cross over here. TikTok, app on your phone over here. TikTok, the party don't stop until I say, have a great Saturday. Deuces.
you um, catch my really good tweet this week? Uh, which one? It said, thank you. Uh, it said, it's one of those prompt tweets that was like, if you took over Lucasfilm, what's the first thing you would do? I said, change the name to Jake Film. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's good. Thank you. Uh, had some other hits this week. <laughs> Lucasfilm is under new management. <laughs> it's going to be a few changes around here. That's what I would do. Here's what. Here's the the next Star Wars movie is going to start like this. Duh, duh, you know the Star Wars music. Duh, 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 duh. And Lucasfilm, and then there will be an under new management banner over the Lucas part, and then the the Pixar lamp will come out and smash every letter in Lucas that isn't in Jake, which is all of them except <laughs> A. And then it would wrap its it would wrap its little neck around the A, scooch it over a little bit, and then jump off screen, hop back on screen three times, each time with a different letter spelling out Jake film. And then he would take this. the under new management banner away. And That's then there great. would be a picture you... of me coming up, and I would be the new C-3PO. You could do that. <laughs> I love that, too. <laughs> C-3PO's name has been changed to Jake. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great idea. You know, you're not a robot at all. You don't dress like C-3PO. It's just you. I'm just a regular guy. It's our friend Jake. Hey, what's going on, guys? He's <laughs> always been here, hanging out with R2-D2. So you're like a Jedi? Nah. Uh, so you're on the Sith side? No, I'm just here. I'm just vibing. There's a bunch of scenes where everyone's just like, I love Jake. I hope he's doing okay. <laughs> I'm best friends with R2-D2. He was still the same guy. Yep. Okay, well, that's a good idea for a show or a movie even. And that's what I'm going to do if I take over Lucasfilm. Is there when you take over Lucasfilm? I think is what you should have said there. Thank you. This is taking a dark turn. What is this fucking taken the movie? That's a pretty good joke. Because I said the word taken. <laughs> it's a, that, that razor sharp wit. <laughs> this is what I was missing out on by never picking up our podcast. Yeah. Smarten up, probes. Bless you, let's isolate that, got that forever now.